Tacovas. Oh yeah, I was just looking at some pictures of a concert Luke Bryan, my wife and I went to. I don't know, ten years ago, she had some old cowboy boots on. This is like a couple weeks ago, and I said, "You, you need some new boots because we're going to see Luke Combs." So she went to Tacovas. Dot com and they're just perfect. She loves them. You can do the same. You go to tecovas.com. These boots are Austin designed, Texas tested, handmade down in the boot capital of the world, Leon, Mexico. If you've ever wondered, can I pull off cowboy boots? Then you should pull on a pair of Tecovas and you'll see they'll become your new favorite footwear. Cowboys knew what they were doing when they invented Western wear. And it's all kinds of Western staples. Trucker jackets, the perfect jeans to go with your boots. Performance, pearl snaps, cowboy hats, bandanas, you name it. They'll get you outfitted. If you can't make it to a store, Tecovas delivers the most premium quality, most comfortable Western goods right to your door. Visit Tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com and point your toes west. It's another weekend mailbag podcast, John. These are taking off, so we'll keep doing them. People seem to like them. I like it. I like it. Every uh, everyone we've done has gotten bigger. Saturday Why not? content, bonus, yeah. whatever you want to call it. We're here for the people. We're a consumer first podcast. That's right. You know, people like it. We'll do it. It's very easy. You just uh, iTunes question, uh, leave a review, and in that review, leave your question. That's the mailbag. Yeah, very, could not be any easier, guy. Leave. Go to Apple. Unless iTunes. you have Spotify, that's where it's a challenge. <laughs> Yeah, I, I, this weekend I'm gonna work, I'm gonna purchase uh, the monthly subscription to uh, Spotify. I know, but we want people to be able to do reviews. So, like, I got a DM from a guy who's a Spotify user. Should we include that in the uh, mailbag today? Uh sure. All right. If you want, I, but we don't have to. All right. Maybe <laughs> do whatever we'll we want. It's a bonus, a, bo- a bonus mailbag question. You know. I like that. Okay. Uh, so, time to dive in. Before we, oh, before we dive in, John, two things we got to hit real quick. Yep, mybookie.ag, promo code HAM and the number one. Gambling, it's full, full go. Uh, NCAA tournament, if you're listening to this Saturday or Sunday, I mean, Sunday night selection, Sunday, so get on it. Gamble, draft, PGA Tour, you name it. UFC, got you all covered. NBA, it's on, like Donkey Kong. American-Giant. American-Giant.com, promo code HAM, promo code HAM, promo code HAM, 15% off. For American-made. It's all American-made. Pants, sweats, T-shirts. You want V-neck, you want a slub, you want a cotton, you want a hoodie, you want a zip, you want a moto, you want a pullover. You want women's pants, they got some different stuff. Hoodies, oh. they got it all. They got some great, actually, I was in the store the other day, they got some great stuff for, for the ladies. So, uh, it's all there, man. American-Giant.com, promo code HAM. Appreciate the support. Get on it, people. Do it now. All right, mailbag time. Here we go. Let's dive in, and uh, let's begin with Steamy Phil. Mailbag time. Niners DB situation is obviously a huge area of concern for Niner fans. Sounds like Trent Williams will be back, which means there's not much budget to bring in a starting corner via free agency with the resigning of Marcel Harris. Do y'all think we could see the revival of Jimmy Ward as a corner? Also would love your insight on uh, reasonable DBs in the free agent or the draft. P.S. Get on Spotify. Y'all really dating yourselves as millennials. Are we on Spotify, the podcast? The pod of, yeah, the podcast is on Spotify. I think he means us getting on Spotify because last time I said I was on Pandora and then people started tweeting at me and DMing me on Instagram calling me an old man. Yeah, I, I use Pandora too, no, but I don't even pay for it. I, don't, so I, I, use don't, the, I, I run out of skips. You know what makes me old is I don't even understand why it makes me an old man. That's how you know I, you're old is I don't even get the joke. They're laughing at me. I don't know why. I'm with you. Well, so I asked somebody break, and no one gave me an answer. <laughs> you want to break down Jimmy Ward's corner ability? 
I like Jimmy Ward's versatility, John. <laughs> yeah, Jimmy Ward's just not a corner. I mean, he I, I think he's actually carved. I give Jimmy Ward a lot of credit. Wouldn't you agree that probably a couple years into his career, it looked like this is just a wasted pick. This guy's not good enough. He, the 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 new 49ers brass, right? Kyle, Sala, John Lynch, they kind of revitalized him and believed in him, and he was good. I, I, I just think Jimmy Ward, if anything, is going to cover the slot. If you know they lose K1, which they're going to, he's going to, I'm sure, sign with the Jets for probably too much money. <laughs> just be a versatile chess piece. Play safety, play nickel corner, you know, be in the box, be just be a versatile player. He's he's not an outside corner. I also think outside corners. I was talking to someone about this. We were talking about the draft, and he was uh, he was like, uh, my buddy in the league. He's like, have you watched any of these guys? I'm like, uh, yeah, the quarterbacks, and the wide receivers. Like, I'm not my my days of like banging out DBs have ended. And but he's like, because I was like, uh, I looked at Mel's list and DJ's list. Clearly, there are a lot of these elite DBs. And he's like, yeah, this draft is actually really good for DBs. And I'm like, I think DBs are a little overrated. Not that you don't need good ones, but I would you rather like overdrafting great, them. I'd rather have a great defensive line. So like draft, draft the Kellos and the Kell, Listen, the not great, but you can make the Super Bowl with the Kello playing a lot, right? If your if your defensive line and your front seven is good, I'm a front seven guy. Uh, there was the AJ Bouye talk. You know, let me ask you this: Who do you think gets more money, Kwan Williams? I think I know the answer to this. Or Jason Verrett Verrett. I still haven't figured it out, but I got nothing but respect for the guy. Uh K1 Williams. Right. So I think maybe maybe Verrett's back. Yeah, I think he might be. I could see him coming back like one year, three or four million. And just try because to part of it's like, oh well, I don't know, you you got the best out of him, but I don't know that he did enough that somebody else would want to take the risk, even though he was healthy. Right? I would say the only way with some teams with cap space could sign maybe pay him more on a one year deal. Like so if you're offering like one two point five million or one three million to someone offering like one six, right? One point six. One year six million. Oh so, okay. Five million, I don't know. I, mean, I don't know. We, is he gonna see somebody offering him two million dollars more than the Niners are offering? Because if not, there's something to be said for a guy that's been trying to find a home you know, trying to find success his whole career and he finds it. Yeah, I agree. So he's just say leaving a couple million on the table though from our seat for sure was a first round pick. So he's made some cash. Uh, all right. Next up. This is from Josh 15 can't love the show. I always feel like you just get me to say anything and you're love the show. Uh, must listen on the podcast lineup. I feel like the Niners need to answer this question. Has the Super Bowl window closed? It feels like the 2021 season is about finding a QB in the draft and then getting them ready for 2022. Let me know what you think the realistic goals are for the 2021 season. Well, I'll say this. The Super Bowl window for the team that they had closed, absolutely. Doesn't it's exist. over. Yeah. The team's completely... I mean, by this year, the team's completely different, right? Well, now, I'd say if Jimmy does get traded too, this team doesn't parallel that team at all, right? The quarterback changes. Like, if they have a new starting quarterback and Jimmy's gone, then I'd just say, like, anything's on the table, Right? Just in terms of like, I, I I expect them to be pretty good because of Kyle, but I I don't think it's fair to say that we'd know that. Right? You would say if you win ten games but aren't a Super Bowl contender, that's an, you're on the right track, right? Yeah, I mean they just after the Super Bowl won six, so I mean yeah. I'd say winning ten is just a big deal. Whoever's on the roster. Well, I mean, I, but but I think part of this question that I always go back and forth on is like, are are the Warriors? The Warriors, obviously, their championship window closed. They can open it up again. 
you can open it up again, but it would be a different window. Because most times your championship window is only a couple of years, right? Like with, with a group. Your franchise can open up a new window if you reset, but that group's window is very the Patriots small. had three groups in 20 years, right? right? They had the first group, then they had the Welker-Randy Moss group, and then they had like the Gronk-McCordy-Edelman group. So they, they had three Super Bowl-caliber groups. The irony is the Randy Moss and the Edelman group, or not Edelman, Wes Welker group, never won a championship. The other two groups won three each. <laughs> but the Niners would just sell their left nut to win one. I, I, I don't put, as we're talking right now, March 11th, it's impossible to feel like they're going to be a powerhouse. They're not, like I don't know, a lot. I mean, a huge roster turnover, multiple high picks, who their quarterback is. I think we can, like, give hot takes right now. And listen, I'm not anti-hot take, but my point is, like, I think you could give a, a real thought-out answer post-draft. Like, I, I agree, but I, I'll say this. if the, Let's say the Niners are a Super Bowl contender this year. That's a new window. That's not the old window. I agree. Because if they're a Super Bowl contender, it's whoever this quarterback is. Even if it's Jimmy, that's Ayuk, that's Kinlaw, that's not Buckner. I think you should look it's at it as Sherman. long as Kyle Shanahan's on, on uh, your head coach – the expectation every year should be to make the playoffs. That's what good teams look at like. Right. If that's not the expectation, then the Niners have fallen off. Right. And I think that's a fair expectation, no matter what the turnover is at quarterback or what trades or moves they make. It should be to make the playoffs this year. For sure. Well, John, how do you do with the rookie? Court? Figure it out. Get the job done. I mean, what they win with RG three eight games in Washington? They go eight no, eight, I think they, I think they went ten and six. They won the division. They hosted a playoff game. Oh, yeah. There you go. Uh, Unreal content. Creative mailbag. Felly. Felly Silver. Recent grad here. You guys are the cure for the entry-level work week. Thinker for the mailbag. If you were forced to give up your current career to officiate any major professional sport, which sport would you pick and why? Ooh, that's good. Okay. Money all the same? Yeah, I think so. Let's just say whatever. It's a good life. Let's say it's a good life. 250, 250 grand bennies. Ben, absolutely Benny's and free upgrades. You don't have to sell your like Delta miles for the upgrades and then and then go back to coach. And then, you know, you're in a tax scandal like some NBA officials have been in the past. I know 100 percent sport. I would not do hockey is absolutely on my would not do it list. I don't want to get hit by be a puck. cool to skate around. It would, it would be. Do. But the puck is just you are in a war zone nonstop. They, I'd be interested to see some studies last five years. How many times they've been hit? I feel like feel, they never get hit. Yeah, me too. So it's like I'd be skating around, get to stay in shape. I don't hate that one. Or what I would be your the, not? What would be your one? Well, I think the NBA by far, you are viewed as an idiot by the players, by the coaches, and by the fans. Nobody, nobody likes NBA officials. I've often said they're on the take. It's uh, because I've been watching these games. I used to gamble on the games. They're miserable. It's the, it's they're just terrible. It's just awful. Even if they're trying and maybe they are good at their job, we all think they suck at their job. You're I friends don't. with the couple, like so you've always defended them. Yeah, uh, but I think the I just jobs think, are very hard. So you would not I think do the job NBA. is difficult. Well, I just think it's a no. Who likes you as an NBA official, right? The, your peers, right? The people you work around, the players detest you, especially now. Detest. The coaches are always screaming mean shit at you. The fans are always screaming at you. See, it sucks because being an NBA official, I think, would be the in terms of just. The game you get to be right up next to would be by far the best one to be on top of. Is an NBA you agree game. though? In Being terms of the NBA players football. and coaches hate those guys the most. Like you watch some of the football NFL films. Yeah, like, oh, Bill. I would say they get hated the most universally, no matter who they are. Like there's a few umpires that get despised, but it's specific guys 
Right. It's not well, just like, like all umpires. But like Angel Hernandez is viewed as a terrible umpire and he's not good. Right. 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 Or CB Buckner. But but there's not. But the plenty of umpires are fine. I, I would love to be an umpire because I feel like I could do it with a much more level head than a lot. Like I wouldn't be yelling at dugouts and stuff, but I would not pick major league baseball because standing behind the plate for three and a half hours looks the worst. There is no chance. I'd want to call balls and strikes in a squat and they get nailed. Yeah, absolutely nailed. Did it in third. Uh, when I was in high school, like junior and senior year for AAA. So not even majors in little league. It was really hard. I mean, it's just, it's it, you're making split-second decisions. These guys are throwing like 10 miles an hour. I can't imagine what it looks like at 100. Yeah. And, like, part of, at least the NBA gets to stay in shape, moving, football, moving around. Baseball, I would get really fat. No movement. Uh, okay, so that, that takes us then to football. I don't think I'd want to do football. Nope. If I was the I head referee, maybe, because it's kind of fun to, like, talk, and, you know, I'd have to get, I'd have to lift. But, um, and then, you know, you start thinking niche, like, does golf uh does golf rules official count how about tennis you're in the chair all the time and you got there's a digital thing that helps you but it doesn't what do you a lot of anger a lot of anger there a lot of anger there i don't think being an official is a great job i mean people are just so mean to you and the fans hate you and and also the rule like football the rules are so complicated well and, and like anytime you're doing a belichick game i'd be really nervous like does he know a rule that i don't know like how do i memorize this thing like get, probably, got, that's why you got Steratore doing TV for college basketball and the NFL. Steratore, I watched him on college basketball the other day. Baseball's the, baseball would be the easiest if you never had to rotate behind the home plate, but that's not an option, right? Just be the left field ump for postseason games? If you're in a crew, you eventually have to do behind the Absolutely, plate. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, so I, that's... I, uh, you got me liking hockey a little more because in pay, hockey, you can put What would I have him, to pay Guy Haberman to just do one game behind the plate? Just do one Major League Baseball game behind the plate. Oh, God. Would $10,000 be enough? I mean, the experience, you know, like if I really told you you'd get to do it, it I'd be terrified, I think. Well, that's what I'm saying. I, I mean, part of it is I'd be absolutely terrified. Oh, my body couldn't take it. The beating. Yeah. I'd be terrified I mean, of getting hit. That's it. I wouldn't be terrified of getting One shot to the larynx, wrong. it could be game over. It's not about getting it wrong. I wouldn't care about that as much. Once you get the robo on, maybe it's a better job. You're just calling like plays at the plate. And even there, it's a review. Are yeah, we missing I, any sports? I, I, I mean, I'm sure we... I mean, there's a million sports, but... Yeah, I just wouldn't want to be official. Gymnastics like judge? Yeah. I, you know, ice hockey... Uh, I mean, uh, ice Dunk skating. contest guy, just hold up a 10? Maybe maybe you're right. Maybe ice hockey's not that bad. Like, you really... You get to put them in timeout. You know, yeah, I feel like ice hockey guys are good guys. Soccer's yeah. brutal. You're the only one out there. They're all yelling at you. A lot of running. ton of running. A <laughs> lot of running. I, I, soccer might be underrated. Like, if you were in good shape and you want to stay in good shape... How about they golf kinda, official? There's no you just go out. You're like, ah, yeah, no, you can drop. Yeah, and you get to walk these sweet courses. You're out there. You're like, oh, I got to play it. I got to just you know get a feel for it. I don't know what the players are feeling. You, you can eat and drink constantly, right? It's like, oh, I want a sandwich as you're walking. Yeah, put it not down. a lot of fitness going on with the uh, golf, uh, from what I've seen at least. I think ice hockey and soccer, if you really want to stay in good shape, would be the two best. And ice hockey, baseball would be, would be the worst. As someone who I, I hockey would be actually. I used to think no, but now the more I think about it, you kind of you're right. But me. if if part of your job that role is to be close to the goalie, you know where the all the riffraffs yeah, happening, so you can do the whistle and, slap and shots. The point down at the line. The good thing is when guys get in fights, you just let them go. You don't even have to do anything. Exactly. They automatically break up when they hit the ground. Somebody else steps in, one of their teammates or something. Next up, good question. That was a great mailback question. That was. This from JCD. Love the pod. Was wondering if you guys thought of Johnny Menzel trying to come uh, become a professional golfer. He's actually a scratch golfer. 
but I just see it like being too difficult to transition at the professional level. He's almost 30 years old. Is he? How old is he? Yeah, he's 28, 29. He got drafted in. We talked about this a little the other day because you you were no, the one that told. I, I think he, I think he said he gave himself tw- twelve years till he was forty. So yeah, so I think he's twenty eight. Uh, yeah, he turned twenty eight in December. Uh, do I give him a chance? We talked about this a little the other day. I, unless has anybody ever jumped to golf? <laughs> no. <laughs> I mean, remember Jerry Rice tried? He shot like eighty five, eighty five at like a corn fairy tournament. Romo hasn't sniffed the cut at like the Safeway Open, and I would say Romo would drub, drub Johnny. Uh, listen, my my one of my brother's best friends, my friend Tyler Raber, who qualified for a U.S. Open, was the number one guy at UC Davis. Like one collegiate tournaments has struggled to, and this guy played in the U.S. Open, the one DJ won at Oakmont. He plays in like the Barracuda and, you know, some of the lower PGA tournaments that are around him. And he can't even get close to making the cut. It is so fucking hard. I was watching the live from the players and they were just talking like, will there ever be another Tiger Woods again? And Justin Leonard just thought like Tiger, the explosion he had for golf. And you see it now how athletic all these kids are. The competition is just out of control. I Could Johnny Manziel, like clearly Johnny's a really good golfer. Some of these guys over the years. Maybe it would have been possible in like the 80s or 90s just based on numbers. And it still was probably, I think sometimes whenever I say that, how hard it would have been to play in any pro sport in the 70s is the equivalent of how hard it is now. Like it's all just relative to the time, right? Like if you played in the NFL in the Unless 70s. Unless you have a body like, that was built for the 70s. Yeah, like if the offensive lineman, you could play a guard at 280 and now take, you know, or even like 260 or whatever. Like, yeah, but it's all relative, right? There weren't as many 260 pound people. I just mean, if you're, yeah, if you're 6'2, it requires more athletic ability to play in the NBA today. Agree. 1958. 100%. But were there that many? I bet if we look back, were there that many 6'2 guys like playing in the 80s? Like the 80s of 40 years. No, no, no. And even the 70s was an athlete. I mean, and even like, you know, Bill Russell, maybe it never was going to, maybe the 40s might be the cutoff then. Exactly. And I, I think basically, most people in our age group, like now we don't go back to like the fifties and sixties. Like we go to the eighties, 1980, 1981 is 40 years ago. Like that to me is a lot in my mind, because I was born in the eighties. doesn't feel that long. That's a long fucking time ago. I think he has no chance. None. None. And I just, I'm just not betting on Johnny Manziel's stick to Cause it's easy to be like, Oh, I loved playing golf. Do you understand the dedication? Like these guys put in, like, it's just, it's outrageous because most of their dedication, like in golf, I think it's football is the same way, is not when you see them playing. They put in so much time. And it's not just, oh, I went out and played 18 holes, threw back four course lights. Like, no, it's not that. <laughs> also, it's harder. It's one thing to be a scratch when you're playing casually. It's another thing to play competitively. And if he did it and, and earned his way onto the PGA Tour, it'd be one of the most incredible accomplishments ever for an athlete. To go to the NFL, then go play PGA Tour golf. <laughs> uh, this is from SoCal JMac. Love the Sunday, uh, Saturday surprise podcast. All podcasts are Monday through Friday. Own the weekend. If Watson is traded after the draft, is it a guarantee that he'd be a Niner? Niners have the most flexibility and could trade Jimmy to New England. Would you deal four first round picks? Uh, we're talking about possible future picks between twenty nine and thirty two, right? So now they've automatically made the conference championship games now. Uh, and so they're drafting 29-32. Uh, 
I see. I don't agree with the first part of this. That if it's an, a post-draft trade, that he would be guaranteed to be an honor because the Niners might have already made their made their move in the draft. If you tell me right now, Deshaun Watson gets traded after the draft, who do you think he goes to? I would not put the Niners at the top of that list. I would put Miami probably at the top of that list. Like they don't love anyone in this draft more than Tua, so they keep Tua. But then Deshaun becomes available. Okay, now we'll trade. Now we'll make a move off Tua. Well, it's like any of the teams that take Zach Wilson, Justin Fields, the moment, like if the Jets get Zach Wilson, like they're out of the Deshaun Watson category, right? If the Niners were to take a quarterback in the top 12, like Deshaun Watson is not an option. I, now, I if they don't it, and they still have Jimmy, different yes. conversation. If they don't and they still have Jimmy and they use like their 12th and the 43rd pick and they make some moves right now, I'd think about doing four first rounders. Right. Oh, and if, so they get to, what are you, you so saying they get to if stack already their team used, with the draft. They've already used this year's 12 for themselves. Yeah. Yeah. Not, not opposed. Remember, Deshaun's cap number this year is 10. So it's like you, you kind of. This kinda, is the year. Yeah. This is the year. Yeah. I, I think the Texans would be pretty nuts to wait till after the draft, right? Wouldn't you want I to I agree. I mean, we've pick? talked about this. I, you know, people think that, uh, what about his dead cap? I don't, they, who cares about his dead cap? David Culley is not $20 million in cap space away from taking the Texans to the playoffs. No. Did you watch any of that press conference? It's got some, it's got some um, Tom Sula vibes. Just like he said one thing, then he was supposed to go back and say something different. And I, I listen, I, I think if it's easy to make fun of Tom Sula, if I would have been a scout for the Niners, I bet Tom Sula, everyone liked him. I worked with David Culley, and he was really cool to me. I, I'll be the first to like say there are some Tom Sula comparisons because like Jim Tom Sula, he just has no business being a head coach. But I, I think people are going to make fun of him and everything. It gets to a little bit like if you take a guy, the number one overall pick, and he's a terrible player, it's not on the player. You know, it's this guy should not be a head coach. It's not his fault. I'm not he's making overwhelmed. No, I know you're not. No, but, but just, to, he is going to get made. It's going to be it's going to be ugly. He's just overwhelmed. Like not most people shouldn't be head coaches, but the large majority don't even get the opportunity. I was watching. It, I was watching it's, this. It's going to he's going to get made fun of a lot. I was and, and it's not even about like I, there was never a debate about whether or not Jim Thomas Hulu was a good position coach. And I think sometimes we can overstate how good a guy is in the media because the bar, like the we like we like to say this, the price of admission for a good press conference is pretty low. You just gotta not get cornered by the media early, or or you know, stammer, or like if you've had some experience talking as a coordinator, or you know, just being in some awkward situations. Cully's never been a coordinator, and you know you have the power. Just be like. Just to kind of say, I'm not talking about that in some realm or another, but I think guys not in that position, they want to answer the questions. They're good guys. They want to just, they're not trying to get in a fight with anybody, but you back yourself into some corners. You know, he was much more comfortable when I saw him. I, he actually looked comfortable both times. Kind of the problem. Tom Sula was really comfortable too. I was watching this Ronald Reagan doc a while ago. One of the things they said was, well, first of all, we had to protect him from being himself too much. But the second thing was, by the time he started running for governor of California, he had been in front of the camera doing, first of all, acting, then doing speeches for he was going around the country for GE. He had been in front of the camera for 39 years. He was before he ever became the governor. 
he was at an advantage when it come to doing when it came to doing interviews, when it came to being in front. Especially now, John, we're talking at a time before everybody there were cameras weren't everywhere all the time. Now yeah. it's you know everyone. You were doing that. Instagram videos by yeah, yourself, exactly. So um, there's just an advantage to being being comfortable and confident. You could have two people who are the same amount of qualified for something. One of them's done public speaking for 10 years. One of them's done it for no years. There's just going to be a difference in how the person who has the experience in all likelihood is able to communicate. Yeah, I agree. There is a value to being a coordinator, not with the Patriots because they don't let their coordinators talk. But like Robert Sala benefits for the last four years going to New York, just talking to the media every week. D'Amico Ryan's benefits from being a player having been interviewed a ton. 100%. 100%. And how much will he benefit now doing it as a coach? Yep. Right? Tom Sula and Kelly never did that. Think about that. Well, it's, 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 this is when we talk, when you say like making fun of it is, it is unfair to put people in that position. It's unfair to put people in that position and expect them to be anything. Now, some guys, maybe some guys are good at it, but for the and, most part, it's unfair to expect somebody to, as the organization. Well, th- th- there were there were rumors that that Tom Sula might have done some backstabbing, so I, I there might have been elements to where I think people around him might have thought he was kind of a fraud. The one thing that's clear about Cully, like no backstabbing was done, right? He just waited his time. They interviewed him. He was just a normal position coach. People just he liked wasn't him. On he was on that ne- staff, right? He didn't push. No, right he up. had nothing to do with anything. Like I, that to me, I can just speak for him specifically. Just high character, nice guy, not. He's the opposite of like a ladder climber or whatever. He was just happy to be Andy's assistant head coach for two decades. Harbaugh's assistant head coach for like five years. Like he's just cool with it. And then they're like, you want to interview for the head coach? I bet his agent was like, bro, you got to do this financially. You'll make more in one year than you made the last five. It just makes sense. Next up. But I think he's going to just take a lot of shit. I kind of feel bad for what's coming. Well, I don't like, yeah, see, I didn't quite realize that was already a discussion that was going on. And I don't want to, um, I don't want to contribute to cheap shots on that one, John. You know, I'm taking my fair share of cheap shots. Get on the Prize Picks app, just like me, and use the code HAM50 for a first deposit match of up to $100. Football season's over, but hoop season is getting hot. Tournament season or the fight for playoff home court, there's no shortage of high stakes basketball moments this time of year. So get in on the excitement with Prize Picks, America's number one fantasy sports app and you can get it on baseball too i've got some season long more or less picks on multiple stat projections on home runs uh not off not feeling great about shohei less than 38 and a half right now but i put that one in the app just because i wanted something to root against with the dodgers prize picks offers injury insurance so that your entries stay live even if one of your players get injured so hoops somebody leaves in the first half no problem injury insurance and on prize picks you can win up to 100x your money with as little as four correct picks i love it it's download the app today use code ham 50 for the first deposit match of up to a hundred dollars butcherbox.com slash ham helps you make good decisions Last night, I was thinking about ordering out, and then I reached into the freezer, grabbed some ground beef, and all of a sudden, it was homemade taco night. With ButcherBox, you don't have to worry about what's for dinner. ButcherBox is offering all of you your choice of weeknight meal essentials. You get peace of mind with ButcherBox because it's high-quality meat and seafood you can trust. You get the ultimate convenience because it's delivered right to your door with free shipping, as always, and you get the ultimate customization. Your customization might be, I don't know what to do. Send me the good stuff. And they send you the good stuff, curated. Right now, go to butcherbox.com ham and use the code ham. 
and you'll get either three pounds of chicken thighs, two pounds of ground beef, or one pound of premium steak tips for free in every order for a year, plus $20 off your first order. Sign up at butcherbox.com ham and use the code ham to choose your free offer and get $20 off. Can I tell you about my friends? Very, very good friends. And mainly because I've been using this app for a long time. Game time. They are the best ticket app I've ever used. You shouldn't have to worry when you buy tickets to your next big event. You want to go to a concert? You want to go watch Steph Curry and Clay Thompson and Draymond make a little playoff run? Well, that's where you use Game Time. You just download the app on your smartphone, and you can search any event. Concerts, comedy shows, games, pro and college. Search by price point or search by where you want to sit at the venue. It gives you sightline on the app. And uh, it's really easy. Buying tickets in seconds with like two taps. I cannot recommend it enough. And here's what we're doing for you. When you use the promo code HAM, H-A-M, you save $20 off at checkout. That's promo code HAM at checkout and save $20 to any event. Download the GameTime app now. Today's episode is sponsored by NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. NerdWallet's trusted financial journalists use fact-based reporting for some much-needed clarity in the finance world. The nerds will help you get smarter about balancing your portfolio and avoiding scams so your money is just as safe as betting against the Cowboys in the playoffs. Planning your tax bill so you don't dread April every year. And saving on travel. Vacations coming. You spend less on airfare, it means you're not choosing between surf or turf. It's surf and turf for dinner and maybe even an extra night stay. So listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app. Future you will thank you. Mike P. Uh, great, Joe. Five-star, consistent content. Episodes almost every other day. No fluff, only real fire. Question for the mailbag. What is it about the Raiders that we see such mixed reaction from players? Some love being there and are happy to sign there, and some seem happy to get out. We see a Hall of Fame QB like Watson naming them as a, or Wilson, excuse me, Russell Wilson, naming them as a team that he'd go to, and they've been signing and overpaying free agents. You see guys like A.B., Trent Brown, Gabe Jackson expressing excitement to leave. I realize they haven't won much in 20 years, but guys get paid. They had to perform. Then they are happy to leave. Makes sense of it for a Raider fan. Yeah, that's one thing. Like, eight, like Trent Brown, it's like, dude, uh, give me a break. Get out of here. But, th- but that's part of when, remember AB, when he was released and he ran around the pool? Yes. Again, right? same like deal. But it's like, that's when part of it's s- on the Raiders for acquiring right. these type of players. Okay. Right? Mm-hmm. Uh, yes. I think this, you've seen the reaction to the Royal interview of people taking hard stances on either way. I don't, there is under no circumstances do I believe either. I don't know. I have no fucking clue who's telling the truth on any of this stuff. Everyone has their own truth, right? I mean, it's cheesy to say, <laughs> I'm but always, it's so true. I'm always very skeptical. Anyone that's an actor, I'm always very aware of their truth. Well, 100%. It's why, honestly, when I watch Meghan Markle, I had a red flag the majority of what she was saying. And then you just some of the comments that are like, whoa, you're all blown back when she says it. And oh, same with Oprah. And then you just realize like there's two sides to every story. We see a lot when guys get in trouble. You know, like, and then all of a sudden you see Melvin Gordon the other day got this DUI. It just got waived. He had to like pay a $300 fine. He's good. So it's like, did the DUI not happen? Is he good? Like, what is the truth? Josh Jacobs? Unless... Yeah, it's just but that one it might have been like he just got to think Melvin Gordon legitimately got a DUI 
And it just ultimately got it thrown out somehow. Why? Just because money in the court? But maybe he was sober, maybe he wasn't. I don't know. Like this type stuff. Trent Brown, his experience there, maybe Gruden said things to him that he didn't like. Vice versa. I I don't know. I, I just think everyone has, again, it's very cheesy to say, has their own truth. Like everyone has their own experience. Some guys are good. Like clearly Derek fucking loves the Raiders. Why? I don't totally know besides them paying him a lot of money, but he loves it. Trent Brown and AB, it feels like Trent hated it. Right? I didn't see Gabe Jackson tweeting anything. Yeah, I don't... Uh, I think they'd been toying with Gabe for a couple of years about cutting him, right? He'd been mi- talked about trade rumors last year, I think. I, it'd be human nature. Let's say Gabe Jackson, who, in my experience, like when Jack Del Rio was here, people really liked him. High character, solid. Remember, we talked to him one time. Just blue collar, right guard. Just feel good about him on your team. If you were Gabe Jackson, all of a sudden you read, well, they, they think you make a little too much money. They might want to trade you. And you're like, well, I've been a pro bowler here. I've been good. I'm just a hike. Everyone likes me here and they're trying to trade me. Fuck these guys. <laughs> that, but just put yourself in his shoes. It just happens for in, every organization. Yeah. Just it's just human nature. Yeah. I don't think it's uh, so to answer the question for Mike. Mike, I don't think it's a unique, uh, even though it feels personal. Maybe sometimes I don't think it's unique to the Raiders. I think it happens 100 percent everywhere. Uh, this is from Gino. He said, Hey guys, love the pod. Been listening since 2014. Long time. 2014. You know, what's funny. I talked to somebody the other day who listens and, uh, he was asking me some questions. Um, and, uh, I said to him, uh, he was like, Oh, so how'd you guys, he was just like asking for like the deep background. And I was like, well, the the first thing we did was a, a radio show and he had no idea. He had no clue. He's just a podcast listener, which is We've been awesome. doing podcasts. For those of you that have been here radio. since day one, we, we love you. For those of you who had no idea we did anything before this podcast, we also, that's kind of cool too, right? That's actually really yeah. cool. I like that more. Uh, but but the loyalty, John, the loyalty. Yeah. I like them both. Got an honest QB prediction question for you guys. What is your percentage that Jimmy is the quarterback in 2021? And what would be your best guess as to who the quarterback will be? Thanks, Gino. Uh, so I used to be, I'm trying to remember where I was 60, 40, he'd be back. My theory has always been, it's just hard to replace quarterbacks. You say you want to replace a guy. You say you want to replace a guy, but you got to have the replacement for him. Um, I'm pro I'm, I'm, I feel like now I'm below 50, 50 that Garoppolo's back. I, should I go 40, 60 the other way or 30, 70 the other way? I got a hard time. How about you? I'm going 20% Jimmy. I'm going to go 60% Justin Fields. <laughs> And I'm going to do 20% Deshaun Watson. No percentage for uh, Sam Darnold. Okay, let me do 20 Jimmy, 60 Fields, 10 and 10 Watson Darnold. I'll go. I like the way you're doing it better than just just Jimmy thing. Um, I'll go. I'll go a little. Jones. I'll go. Yeah. I'll go. Patrick. I'll go a little higher on Jimmy. You said 20. I'll go 20, I'll allot 25 to Jimmy. I'll allot, I'll allot uh, 45, see, so you start doing weird numbers. I'll allot 40 to, to Justin Fields. That's 65. I'll go, uh, I saw Grant Cohen tweet this the other day. He's like, oh, kind of weird. Five different people all of a sudden think Kyle Shanahan likes Sam Darnold at the same exact time. Interesting. So I'll go 10% Darnold. So now I'm, I got 25% left. I'll go, uh, <laughs> I'll go, 
Yours is way too complicated. I know. <laughs> uh, I'll, I, I can make up the math and no one will be like, no, you only added up to 93%. I'll give the rest to Mac Jones, whatever whatever that is. I think Garoppolo is the quarterback of the New England Patriots next year. Yeah. What I, are their other options? Put it that I way. I think the percentage that he's their quarterback is higher than the percentage that he's the Niners I quarterback. Totally. What would be the percentage that he's on somebody else, that he's not a Niner or a Patriot? I think that if you give me the tweet, like if you gave me the tweet, the Patriots have traded Jimmy Garoppolo, right? That it's going to be pretty eye opening to read the tweet, but it's understandable. You give me any other team fill in there, that yeah. would be pretty shocking. Jimmy Garoppolo is a Texan. Yeah, or the Washington football teamer or something, right? Be like, damn. Podcast question from Dylan. Uh, Habes, do you play golf? Middle, what's your golf bucket list? I'm talking as a fan or a player. Like play Cypress or St. Andrews, watch Masters in person, drink a Michelob Ultra with Phil the Thrill, that's mine, shoot a round under par or record an ace. Also, what's your handicap? Love the pod. I don't give two rips about Barry Sports. I live in Alaska, but you guys have the best football pod out there. Keep it up. Much love, my brethren, Dylan. I love that this reads like a like a, a letter, you know? T- list, tell me your favorite things. <laughs> what's your favorite flavor? I like I like cherry. Do you like blue? I love this letter, Dylan. So uh, let's let's go through them one at a time. First question was to me: Do you play golf? Yes. Not well. Uh, I got super. I didn't start playing golf probably until college. I got super into it like during the pandemic, the shutdown. I was up to playing like three days a week. Um, and uh, uh, yeah, so yes is the short answer to that. I think Haberman's got a lot of upside at golf. I mean, he's, he, he, they can get one. He's got clubs that are a decade old. You got to get some new clubs. <laughs> Your short game, you do have, just have natural touch. Like you have short game of a single digit handicapper. I appreciate. You get that. some new clubs. Your short game's going to translate. You just got to hit the ball a little farther. You got. I could get use a, a lesson. I've lessons. had one lesson in my life. Mike Watney, thank you very much. Yeah, Nick's cousin or Nick's uncle. Uncle Heidi's dad. Um, I would say. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I think Haberman's got upset. I've beaten Middle Golf my- once. It happened during the pandemic. John was very angry. Corica Golf Course It came down to the 18th hole. We played 18 holes. Obviously, that's how many you play. I got a stroke on like 15 of the holes. Um, and, uh, you know, I hit the green with my approach shot on 18 and sealed the deal because I obviously I stroked on that hole. Uh, other than that, Middle Golf kicked my ass through most of the pandemic. And maybe we'll play next week. I'd say my bucket list, Cypress, St. An- like Andrews. The stuff over there is just too cold. Like, I don't know. Too windy. Yeah, it just I, Honestly, that doesn't appeal. I'm not saying I would turn it down. No. If I knew rich people, they would fly me over there. I don't know if I'd actively, like, if I was going to go over there, I might bring my clubs. I'm not actively seeking that out. Uh, I would say going to the Masters is something I will do in my life, attending the event. I, yeah. I've seen enough people in doing what we do say it's just a, it's a special experience. And so, yeah, I mean, I, that would probably be my bucket. My bucket list actually is to play a lot of golf in like other like Florida. Like I think this TPC Sawgrass, uh, the course, they concession medalist Jordans. I actually think the Florida golf fucking world and South Carolina, like where Myrtle Beach is and whatever that tournament uh, they're playing the PGA championship this year. I forget the name of it's it. A, it's not George. a key. Ke- uh, Kiwa, Kiwa. Yeah, that one kind of that whole area. I, I would like to play in the South golf. What's been your Hawaii course? Uh, have you played? Uh, yeah, like resorts in Maui. I mean, nothing too crazy. I haven't played. Uh, my little brother's played, you know, the tournament. Uh, uh, Kapalua. Kapalua. It's pretty sweet. And then there's also, uh, you, they used to have that. Do they still have that? What was it? The Mercedes Benz or whatever it was at um, Turtle Bay. Yeah. You got to play Pebble Beach. I've never played Pebble Beach. Yeah. But we went. The, we went. that. I mean, that's 
I've been, I've been there a lot. I've never played. What, what did I'd we play uh, with Jet, your brother? Um, was it? Uh, oh, Spyglass. Spyglass. That was sweet. Yeah, Spyglass was great. I'd say Pebble Beach is a bucket list for me. Uh, this is a I great mean, question. I could. It's just I've always you got to play free. It's hard to like. I don't want to pay five hundred bucks. It, yeah, I understand. Uh, shoot a round under par or record an ace. I know what I would do. I've never done either, so I'm, I'd go around under par. Yeah, that'd be pretty sweet. Because to me, the go- the thing about golf is just the you're out there for four hours. Like if you can be good for four hours, that's really hard. It's for as cool as an ace would be as someone that's never had one. There is a huge element of luck. Right, shooting under par is just sure. an incredible accomplishment for do that for eighteen. Yeah, that's the question. I, I've never really got close because I can't. I have stretches where I'm like five under for eight holes, and you blow up. I mean, it's just hard to play eighteen. Eighteen holes is hard. Do I shoot under par and then go back to shooting ninety twos? Because that would be hard for me to stomach. I'll take the ace if that's what happens. <laughs> <laughs> uh, also, what's your handicap? I'm a strong eighteen, John. I had it down to a seventeen. You can check it. I'm in the books. Uh, my ghin or whatever the hell it's called. What are you these Gin. days? Gin. Yeah. I'm a six, but I mean, I, I had a rough 2020, but my guy, Jake, uh, uh, if you want to suck less drive box, check it out. I got to go see uh, him. Got me right. So I, I feel like I could be a two tomorrow. I follow Jake on IG. I got to go. Uh, I got to go see Jake. Fantastic hair and just great teacher. Gave me a great chipping tip. What was it? Can't tell. I don't want everyone <laughs> else to be good, too. You're, like You're a good chipper. Don't worry about Mickelson it. Mickelson shares. Mickelson's not too insecure to tell. Yeah, I'm not sharing until I feel very comfortable that it works, too. <laughs> uh, okay, I think those are all the questions. Great questions, Dylan. Also, one other thing. Some, every, like, eight months, somebody's like, these guys delete negative reviews. We, we couldn't... I can barely find the reviews. Every time we do a mailbag, it's a chore. This is the one th- I love the mailbag. The one thing is I, I can't on my phone. I can't see the reviews that I can see on my computer. I can't see the reviews that John can see. The last thing I could do is delete a review. So, whatever. Yeah, hey, he guy was a hater. <laughs> but it's, I can promise you, I cannot delete a review if I wanted to. Otherwise, I'd delete that review. If there's any review I'd delete, it'd be the one <laughs> that claims we delete reviews. Completely agree. All right. Have a uh, Adios. great weekend, everybody. Thanks for checking out the weekend uh, mailbag and uh, tell your friends. We always appreciate that. See ya.